a land of natural beauty with a history of courage. Today, we discover the mystery country and the brave people who helped it to survive. Hi, I'm Heidi Illion, English teacher and homeschooling mom, and this is Brilliant Mornings. Join us as we jumpstart our day in a way that celebrates learning and breeds imagination. We work quickly through calendar, math, poetry, reading, geography, science, and of course, our mystery story. Please feel free to pause the podcast or listen several times to answer questions and learn the songs. Read the podcast notes to prepare for each day. Remember to check out our Instagram, Brilliant Mornings, to see pictures, videos, and visuals for the lesson. Thanks for joining us. Who's ready to discover our mystery country? Did you guess Poland? If so, you're right. Wherever you go in Poland, whether to the snow-capped Carpathian Mountains or the Baltic Sea in the north, or its medieval cities or the castles and castle ruins scattered over the hills, or to its simple villages and farms, Poland's natural beauty will blow you away. It's sandwiched in between Germany on its west side and Russia on its east side. It actually borders five other countries as well. Let's listen to the months of the year in Polish. You'll notice that the Polish words for the months do not sound like the English ones at all. Polish is one of the Slavic languages from Eastern Europe, just like Russian and Lithuanian. Because the country has been predominantly Catholic, the Polish people have taken Latin words from Rome also. You remember that Rome is where the Pope, the leader of the Catholic Church, lives, right? Polish people are proud of their language. It is a very complicated one with many more words than even English has. Say the English months along with Miss Annette and listen to the Polish ones. January, stitching. February, luty. March, marzec. April, kwiecień. May, maj. June, czerwiec. July, Lipiec, August, Sierpień, September, Wrzesień, October, Październik, November, Listopad, and December is Grudzień. There you go. Okay, everybody. Let's count in twos to 16. Two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 16. Two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 16. And in fours, four, eight, 12, 16. Four, eight, 12, 16. Good job. Now the Pizza and Poetry Club members decided to make up some math stories on their bus ride from the airport to the mountains. Here are some of them. Can you figure them out? A baby bear in the Carpathian Mountains ate 10 berries. Then his mother found him six more to eat. How many did he eat all together? Sixteen, that's right. Next one. 
If Henry had nine Lego sets, but his parents bought him seven more for his birthday, how many will he have in all? Nine plus seven is 16. Next one, Abby ate seven pierogies. Henry ate nine. How many did they eat all together? 16. Micah bought 16 blueberry pierogies. He shared eight with his friends. How many did he have left? 16 minus eight? That's right, it's eight because eight plus eight equals 16. Good job, everyone. And now to the pizza and poetry group. One hundred blueberry pierogies for you, Maria announced happily when the children woke up the next morning. They found a breakfast table covered with ham, kielbasa, which is Polish sausage, eggs, and several loaves of bread with butter and jams. Everyone stared at the cute little pierogies, and Micah explained to his friends, Pierogies are a delicious Polish food. They're like dumplings with boiled dough pockets filled with meat or potatoes or cheese or even fruit like blueberries. My family loves to buy these at the Polish deli. As the children munched away, Wes thought about what Maria had said about the Polish people needing to be brave. So why did the Polish people need to be so brave? Wes asked the group. Maria handed him a book called The Courage of Poland, which she said was her favorite, and they began to read. A legend says that three brothers, Lech, Czech, and Rus, each decided to go three separate ways to find places for their families to live. Lech said, Goodbye, Rus. Goodbye, Czech. I am going west. He traveled for some time and then stopped where he found a white eagle's nest. How beautiful, he thought. Let's build our homes here, he said to his family. His family grew, and they were called Polonia. Doesn't this sound like Poland or Polonia? The symbol of the Polonia people became the white eagle. And guess what? A symbol for Poland today is still the white eagle. The Polonia people multiplied and in the year 966, one of their princes, Mieszko, married a Christian named Dobrava. He also became a Christian and brought this faith to his people. Now, it would have been nice if all the Polish princes and princesses could have just lived in their castles happily and eaten pierogies, fresh cheese, and blueberries every day for the next thousand years. How lovely if all the Polish people could have just enjoyed working hard and swimming in their lakes, hiking in the mountains, and farming their land, with everyone living in peace. But this is not Poland's history. When there is a beautiful jewel of a country hidden away, other kings will try to come and take this treasure and this is exactly what happened. This is why the Polish people had to always be brave. They had to be brave in the Middle Ages, 800 years ago, when armies of Tartars or Mongols came riding on their lightning-fast horses and stole all of the jewels of the beautiful Polish cities like Krakow 
and then burn the cities and towns. Even in peaceful and prosperous times like the Renaissance, men like Nicholas Copernicus had to be brave to share their new scientific discoveries, like the idea that the planets orbit around the sun. The Poles had to be brave when the Russians, who lived to the east, took over Poland's capital city, Warsaw, in 1831. Amazing musicians like Frederick Chopin gathered their courage even when the culture of Poland was under attack. Even though he could not live in his beautiful country of Poland anymore, Chopin moved to Paris, France, where he wrote charming and emotional music that showed his sadness about Poland. The Polish people did not have their own country for a long time. The Russians on the east said, hey, if we control Poland, we can be super powerful. The Germans on the West thought, oh yeah, let's take Poland for ourselves and we can use all of its resources. And even Austria-Hungary said, hey, Poland's pretty awesome. Let's take some for ourselves too. During the horrible World War I, these countries used Poland's land and people to fight their battles. What a terrible time for Poland. So much was ruined. After the war ended, they finally got to be their own country for a little while. But what do you think happened when World War II started? Well, Nazi Germany again charged into Poland on one side, and soon after, Russia invaded Poland from the other side. They destroyed much of Poland and its people during this war. But these Polish people stayed brave and kept trying to fight their enemies even when they were outnumbered. Even the children in Poland showed great courage, Micah remembered. My great-grandmother lived in Poland during World War II. She found herself in a lot of dangerous situations. My grandfather, Jaja Chris Greycar, told me one of her stories about bravery. During the war... My mom was very brave. She used to go to a Polish school to learn Polish language and a Polish history. But she was not allowed because the German soldiers were not allowing people to learn the Polish language. So she had to do it in secret. And she used to go, as did other friends of hers, to the teacher's house. And they sat in their living room and learned little by little. Well, one time they heard the soldiers walking outside and knocking on the door. The children right away knew what they were they supposed to do. So they got up and they ran in the backyard into the garden and hid among the trees. They stayed there a while until the soldiers left. And when they left, the children were able to come back and continue the study. They were afraid, but they were very happy that the soldiers did not see them. Many times my mom stayed home alone for days because her mom had to go to her countryside to buy some food. They lived in a city and it was very hard to get food in a city during the war. So my mom was so happy and thanking God 
every time that her mom came home safely with food and sometimes even some extra goodies. Goodies like chocolates? asked Levi. I don't know, said Claire, but that is amazing. She had to stay home alone when she was just a girl so her mom could go and get food? She continued reading their book, fascinated. After World War II, the Polish people still had to remain brave under their new communist leaders, and the influence of the Soviet Union, which was very powerful over Poland. Uh, what was communism? Let's call my Jaja, said Micah. When I was growing up in Poland, Poland was a communist country back then. Now, what does that mean? Well, that means that all the businesses belonged to the government. And the government used to make all kinds of rules. Those rules were good for the government, but not for the people. People couldn't have their own stores or make little things. But if they did, they had to do it in secret so that the government didn't know. My grandpa, explained Micah, used to make little rosaries, which are necklaces that help Catholics to pray. And he did this secretly so that he could sell them and make money. That's the kind of thing he was talking about when he said doing things in secret. Chacha's sister, Chacha Ella, has also told me a story of how she and her friends sometimes had to choose between her culture and faith and the communist rules. Sometimes what the communist government wants us to do conflicted with our values grow up. Growing that story, for example, if there was a church service or mass for news courier, at the same time, that there were classes or activities for school. We would skip the school activities and we go to church. That was fun. Our teachers punished us by giving us double zeros for points for our homework. Wow, interesting, said Peyton. Sometimes you had to choose between going to school or going to church? And if you went to church, you got zero points on your homework. That's pretty serious. Is it still that way in Poland? Asked Jonathan. Well, this book says that a man named Lech Walesa finally stood up to the government and tried to make life fair and good for the people he worked with at a shipyard. He was arrested for standing up to the powerful government. But his work paid off in 1989, when the Polish people became free from their unfair government. Lech Walesa became the first president to be chosen or elected by the people of Poland. This started a new era in Poland when people now had freedom. Hey, it was a guy named Lech who started Poland from the legend. And another guy named Lech who gave Poland a fresh start, said Jack. Good observation remarked Maria. And now, smart boy, since you know so much about Poland and its bravery, we are ready to come up with a brave plan for discovering the hidden box of that brave man, my uncle Nicholas Copernicus. Today we heard a lot about courageous people who stuck to their convictions 
That means they stayed strong in what they believed, even when others tried to change their minds. They fought for their values, their families, and their homes. I hope that we can all be loving as we learned last week, as well as courageous. Remember our quote of the week, be strong and courageous? Take this with you as you think of your parents, grandparents, and great-grandparents who did brave things and made sacrifices so that you and I could be here today. I want to give a great big thank you to our guests who made this episode so special, Christopher Graycar, Ella Kowalczyk, and Annette Cowenbergs. And a special thank you to Mrs. Elizabeth Tufangshan, who played Chopin's Nocturne in C-sharp minor. Thank you, everyone. This recording is produced by Heidi Illion with intro and outro music by Matthew Graycar. Please feel free to contact me this week with your own stories of bravery.